Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Master Phil in your corner with your host, Master Phil. All right, greetings, everyone. Greetings, this is Master Phil here with uh, Master Phil in your corner in uh, rainy but warming up Wyckoff, New Jersey. True. Very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're starting to we're starting to break out of this uh, Arctic weather that we've had lately. Yeah, roller I mean, coaster. It was like 19 <laughs> degrees the other day. In the yes. morning. I mean, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then two days before that, it was like 70. I know. It's like, <laughs> what is going on? Then you wonder why 99 percent of the people are sick. <laughs> I got everybody sick in the house. It's crazy. I think even my dog is sneezing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have a. a Really cool show today. Uh, we're going to get into our uh, the first in the series of the five pillars of strength. And uh, what we do is we have uh, experts in each of these areas of the five pillars of strength. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have emotional strength. We have mental strength. We have, of course, physical strength. Mm -hmm. We have fiscal strength. You got to have strong money. <laughs> and spiritual strength. I like it. And we're having expert in each of those areas here on the podcast awesome yeah to you know relay their stories and how they uh, use their strength and tap on their strength and develop it nice. so yeah it's gonna be pretty cool i'm really looking forward to it but uh before we get into our podcast and before we introduce our guest we have to thank our sponsors absolutely all right so first we're going to start with philross.com one-on-one and virtual training through the kettlebell workout library over 100 kettlebell and bodyweight based workouts. We have survival strong, defensive tactics, strategies, combinations, and responsive technique. We also have American Eagle Live, over 200 training videos with kettlebells, bodyweight, martial arts, defensive tactics, knife and stick work, plus technique education. And we also put up weekly workouts there as well. Mm -hmm. And that's only $9.99 per month. So there's like 500 videos there. Yeah. Uh, it's More crazy. Than that. More I, than that. I know. I know. This is it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, and then we have the secrets of kettlebell training. Learn the basic eight kettlebell movements, a swing, deadlift, clean, snatch, press, get up, squat, and row over 100 moving movements demonstrated and explained in the hard style method of kettlebell training. One time fee of only $69. That's right. less than a buck a move. Nice. And that gives you full access forever. Nice. Then we also, we also have the Bodybell Method, the world's only kettlebell bodyweight and dynamic tension certification based on a minimalist approach to strength, health, and fitness. The system is recognized by both ACE and NASM for continuing education credits and is listed on their respective uh, sites. So uh, the certifications are available in person and online. Just hit me up if you have any questions. And, of course, the Master Fill in Your Corner podcast. If you happen to miss us or want to listen to our previous episodes, look us up on our YouTube channel, Master Fill, on Rumble, or our new website, it's masterfillinyourcorner.com. Products for training, kettlebells, iso chains, books, etc., all available in our product section on our site under Dragon Door. There's a link on our podcast uh, website as well as the philross.com site. And I'll bring it right to Dragon Door. Nice. Join Fit Team for healthy, organic, energy-boosting, and weight control supplements. We also have apparel. Join the team or simply enjoy the products. 100% organic. Contact me to see how to get involved or just click on, follow the link on the, uh, the philross.com website. It's right there. And also, burnalong.com. I'm, I'm a featured instructor there on Burnalong. And join me and over 2,000 other instructors for only $14.95 a month. I just did a uh, another 
educational uh, interview podcast with them yesterday on functional training. It's pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, coming soon, Health is a Wealth. It's an interactive health, fitness, and wellness platform. Read blogs, watch videos, take surveys with medical health and educational professionals. It's all free. It's healthisawealth.com. It should be up tomorrow, 100%. It, you, you can look at it right now, but it's not, not quite where we want it yet. Uh, but uh, you know, by the end of the week, people should be able to register. And uh, yeah, we're pretty psyched for that. So that's enough for our sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor, contact us. You can contact uh, Master Phil, me, or Dougie Fresh Friedman, my <laughs> sidekick and partner in crime yeah, over here. Absolutely. And we'll get you all signed up and ready to go. Uh, we also have a new advertising uh, rundown for right, right there, Dougie Fresh, so we can kick yeah. that out to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, just want to let you know, we're going to bring in our guest. Uh, this this woman is a very special person. Okay? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's so befitting to have her doing the emotional strength because she's faced some adversity that none of us will ever ever face and could probably never imagine and then having the wherewithal having the emotional strength to be able to forge ahead and go into film go into directing go into production go into being a model all the, all of this and she has a a unique disability that she has overcome and just, you know, just done some incredible things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, I, I can't give her justice in my, uh, in my presentation. We're, we're going to have her speak to all of these things she's done. I mean, you know, she's, uh, she's gotten Canadian screen awards, uh, you know, and, and what she's trying to do is through her inner strength, be a beacon of hope to those with disabilities. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's someone that's very, very admirable. I mean, like, look, we all go through hardships and things like that, but you know, uh, this is, uh, this is one amazing woman and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of good that we're ending up the month of the woman with an amazing woman here. And, also to kick off our five pillars of strength. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's going to talk about a couple things uh, that she also has a new movie coming out. Uh, but well, I'll let her, I'll let her speak to that. But uh, without any further ado, let's welcome Allison Midstoke to the Master Phil in Your Corner podcast. Hey, Allison, how you doing? I'm doing well, Master Phil. How are you? Oh, just great. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. So, you know, it, it's funny because... You know, it's, it's 2022 mm -hmm. and, you know, we have a lot of things that we've gone through in the past couple of years, you know, pandemic people, you know, many people lost their jobs. A lot of people have uh, dealt with a lot of mental strife, a lot of emotional issues. I mean, you know, self-harm among kids has, uh, you know, gone up 300%. Uh, suicides have increased, uh, drug use, alcohol abuse, all of these things. I mean, if there's a time that we need emotional strength, now is the time. And, and what better way for, for us to bring someone who has had to deal with certain things that none of us will have to deal with, but we can learn. Mm -hmm. We can learn from, from people who've gone through situations like you have. So if you could, um, if you could just uh, give us a 
you know, a little bit of a, a, a background on what you've been doing, where you come from, and, and where you're going, and uh, Great. tell the audience. Great. Well, first, thank you so much for uh, allow allowing me to be on your show. Um, so I was diagnosed with a syndrome called Richard Collins syndrome, and I was adopted at six weeks old. I was raised in North Idaho. Um, by the time I was 19 years old, I moved to San Francisco, California by myself. I lived in a big city, you know, trying to make it on my own. Um, that's where I went to receive my bachelor's of fine arts, wanting to get into the industry, uh, not film industry. At the time, I did not want to get into film because I did not mm -hmm. have the courage. Then I moved to New York, hoping to pursue um, my career in the fashion industry, arts, you know, work with different artists and trying to show a different perspective perspective of beauty you know my slogan is beauty is different and different is beauty and it's a funny story so, how can, I can, we, can we can we roll back for a second because you brought up uh, an important point you said that you didn't have the um courage to uh to go in front of to, to do film or, or acting but yet how did you get that courage? How did you get that emotional strength in order to, you know, start pursuing the modeling? Because you took a different, you're, you took a different angle on beauty, right? Mm -hmm. So how did how did we how did you use that? I mean, I mean, it takes an incredible amount of, of strength and fortitude. That's a, that's a great question. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress, but since mm -hmm. I had to go through a lot of changes and had a lot of surgeries that really kind of cut down my self-esteem and during the way you know i fell back into it in film it's just a funny story but to answer your question i would have to say god i believe that god put me here on this planet to help inspire educate and help people that we can move in a positive positive direction. I think that we are going through a major, major transformation with a lot of changes. So that's why I still keep doing what I'm doing is because of God. So you're so you're saying you, you got your emotional strength yes. from your belief in God and belief in something that's that's higher than us. Mm -hmm. I do. Something that's bigger than all of us. That's, 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 that's great. That's a great message to give to people because, you know, this is a time, especially, you know, during these times, you know, we need to look to, to someone a little bit bigger and better than us. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, that, that's a great thing to, to, you know, pull on, on God and your belief in God to get you through this. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's funny because I've always said that, um, you know, strength is a choice, but you know, so is weakness. I mean, you could have easily just said, Oh gosh, Here's how I look. This is what I do. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do the other thing. But it seems like you didn't say that. Yes, you had doubts. Everyone has doubts. Mm -hmm. But yet you overcame those. Yeah. So now, was it was it prayer? Was it just a feeling from God? Was it a combination? Was it just your strong belief system that, that gave you that courage? When I was a little girl, um, you know, I made an oath to God. I believe that, you know, it's my duty to go to 
walk on this path I'm meant to do with my life. Um, you know, sure, there's doubts along the way. I doubted God. Is this, you know, I've sacrificed a lot. You know, I put my life online. I've taken a very difficult life. It's not easy moving to New York, sitting by myself, trying to work my way up and balancing two careers. It's very, very difficult. And, you know, especially when a pandemic came in, that was extremely difficult. Like you said, it had affected many people on many different levels, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. For me, it did affect me in 2021. But mm -hmm. what helped me move forward is, you know, spend time in nature, take care of myself. And that's how I try to stay strong is to nurture yourself and to continue to work on the relationship with God. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let me now. How old were you when you you lived in Idaho? Which I'm I'm, I'm gonna assume I've been to Idaho a few times. It's probably a pretty small town, right? <laughs> yes, uh, I'm from Sandpoint, Idaho. So I moved uh -huh. there about when I was six months old, and I was raised there uh -huh. about until I was 19. And then when did you move to New York? I moved to New York in San Francisco when I was 19, but then I moved to New York in 2008 in my mid-20s. Okay. So so first you moved to San Francisco. It was a little bit closer to Idaho. Yeah. Um, and then, then you decided to – now, what made you go to New York and not go to L.A.? Uh, I wanted to, you know, the the fashion industry, fashion. more diverse yeah. culture and people. I, I'm more into diversity and culture. Yeah, I noticed that you're, you're into, like, the, the, you're like – tapping on the different um, groups and, and, and oh, well, New York is like a veritable melting pot. As we know, uh, you have every ethnic group you can imagine ever <laughs> in one, in one city. Um, so now, now did you, uh, did you learn things from these diverse groups that would help with your emotional strength? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I work, I have different types of friends in many different groups. I practice different, you know, spiritual groups like before, you know, I used to practice Buddhism because I wanted mm -hmm. to learn more about the practice and I thought, and I met some very interesting people in that practice. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just love New York City. I've met some amazing, remarkable people that would not have met in Idaho. No offense yeah. in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, you have pretty much like it's it's very limited the amount of uh, diverse backgrounds that you have in Idaho. Yeah, I think so. But there's a lot of opportunities in New York, and I also feel like you know there's a lot of good employment opportunities for people with disabilities as well, which is why I moved to New York. So now, what was your what was your first paid gig that you had in New York, and how'd you get it? Job or gig? Oh. Uh, uh, let's talk about both. What's that? Let's talk about both. Okay, so my first job, you're going to laugh. Um, you know, I worked at Department of Sanitation. I was making ten fifty an hour. I was a temp for four years. And so you were, you were picking up garbage barrels? No, I worked in the office. I was okay. a temp. And <laughs> trust me, I got to say, it was one of the most difficult jobs I've ever had in my life. The 
people I've worked with came from extremely difficult backgrounds. It, it's, yeah. I've worked with people in welfare. And that was the hardest thing I had to do in my life, working in that environment. And I asked God, God, why did you put me here? And a voice told me, it's because you need to prepare what's to come. He's right now, I don't give a damn what anyone thinks of me or what they say, especially social media, bring it on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you know, God gives you lessons to get to the next level, to be better, to prepare for what's to come. You know, I've, I've always, uh, you know, always abided by the adage that, you know, God doesn't give you a challenge you can't overcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people have more difficult challenges than others. So now, so then after that, what was the first gig that you got or job that you got that was in your given field, the field that you selected, you know, the, either the modeling or the acting. And uh, so if you could tell us how you got that. I have quite a few stories. So I'll just give you one. Story. Go ahead. Run with it. How, how I got into film. So when I worked at the department of sanitation, there was a man, um, he would come in weekly to help coach young men. I think he has his own production company, and he's also, I believe, a father. I forgot his name. This was so many years ago. When he saw me, he told me, you know, I have my own production company. I do short films, and I said, I want to help you. So he gave me this really cool opportunity to be able So, so you, you, you yeah. met him at the sanitation department? Yes, yes. There you go. Yes. That's why you had a job there. There you go. So he casted me in this small role for his pilot series. It's just an extra. And I remember he wrote me the first check for the day, $50. And I was like, wow, he actually paid me just for one day. And he told me, he's like, this is just only the beginning. You're going to go very far as an actress. In my head, I think this guy was crazy. It's like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I am not interested in being in film, TV, social media, because I was not comfortable about talking about myself and my differences. Yeah. It's embarrassing. So one day he told me to apply to a gig on Craigslist. There were two. One for a designer's costume assistant, which I did get. And the one above was the extra to be a madman. So I decided to go to the audition as an exercise to go against my fears. I went in, I wasn't prepared because it was my first time. So when I went in and sat down in front of the casting director, she looks at me and says, you have something that no one has. You will go very far. And I, I thought that was interesting. I did not get the part, which is okay, but I felt amazing afterwards because it was a breakthrough. So since then, I was able to get some gigs here and there, and it led me to winning a nomination um, at the Canadian Screen Awards called, mm-hmm. film called Happy Face. And you guys should right, yeah, I saw that in your bio. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So that, that, that film was called Happy Face? Yes, Happy Face. I now, were you to go to the Canadian Screen Awards in Toronto in 2020, but hopefully I'll go maybe next year. This year it's going to be virtual again, but hopefully next yeah. year. It's all about the dress, right. Phil. 
<laughs> wow, that's amazing. So now, now, um, your first modeling gig, uh, what was that? What was that for a particular product or for what was, what was that for? I just worked with many different photographers as a hobby. I enjoyed doing it. I think I was mm -hmm. maybe 16 years old when I was in Idaho. But over time, when I came to New York, I'd do some gigs here and there. But I've worked with some couple of agencies. I just did not feel comfortable with being with agencies because of my facial differences. Yeah. I just worked independently. I think a few years ago, I did a campaign for Coles. I was a signature hair model, which is hmm. um, a great experience, unfortunate. But I don't know. I've never really pursued my career as a model 100%. I've always done things mm -hmm. as independent, like a hobby, creating art. That's That's my thing. Yeah, so you just kind of dabbled in that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any um, projects coming up right now for yes, uh, for film? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I uh, am currently working on a short film called Lady Bogey. It's a black and white film similar to Sin City, and uh, love that movie. Yeah, it's gonna be. Well, except my film, it's gonna be a lot better. So check it out. All right, I'm. I'm I have no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> um, there's gonna be comics in a short film. And the movie, the film is about a character, a woman who was scarred uh, as a child from a horrible criminal and who killed her family. And she prepares her own, you know, her life for revenge. So it's a very, it's a short film. So you guys should definitely check it out. So I'll be oh, making yeah. um, announcements on Instagram and my website soon, shortly. Great. Yeah. So we, we just uh, pulled a poster up here. For mm -hmm. those of you who are just listening, we have the poster and it's a pretty cool looking poster. Yeah. Very Sin City-ish. Very Sin City-ish. Um, so now, and, and when, when do you anticipate the release of this film? Right now, it's in post-production. I plan on submitting it to a few film festivals. It is kind of tricky because I know um, from the pandemic, there's been a lot of delays with the submission. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm hoping I can make the announcement in the next six months. That's my goal. Okay, great, great. So if people want to keep up with you on this, um, should they access your website and follow your Instagram? What, what's the best way? Mm -hmm. Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. so we have your. We, we put up your website up there. That's um, AllisonMidstoke.com. One L, two Ks. Yes, two Ks. And then, uh, yeah, two Ks, one L, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we're gonna put up your what? What is your uh, your IG? Yeah, it's just Allison Midstock. I'm easy to find. Okay. That's real easy. Mm -hmm. So we just put that right there. Is that correct? Yes, perfect. Excellent. Allison Midstock at Instagram. That's real easy. Yeah, so that was good for me. I'm I'm terrible at spelling. So I know it was awesome. Star for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so mo mostly, I was I was saying one L and two Ks, you know, for Doug. Uh, <laughs> not so much for you. <laughs> so, um, you, you know. What are, what are some of the difficulties that you faced? Because, you know, I mean, 
you know, if you don't mind, how many surgeries did you actually have and how did you, how were you able to pull through those and how were you able to have the guts to, to go through with them? And, uh, you know, was it, was it, was it scary? Were you apprehensive? What was the recovery like? Because um, these are all things. Yeah, th those are actually excellent questions. Uh, the first surgery I had was the day I was born. Um, I would say probably talking around 100 procedures. Um, I'm pretty much done with my surgeries. I think the last major one was maybe four or five years ago. Um, I think that I wanted to, I mean, a lot of people with my syndrome, they don't always follow through completing all the surgeries. Sometimes they don't yeah. want to go to all that. I don't blame them. The reason why I wanted to go all the way is to set an example. And mm -hmm. again, going back to my mission and, and making a promise to God, in my mind, I see myself as a warrior. So I, I, I am committed to God and to what I'm doing. It's very difficult. And I think the, the hardest thing that I have faced is people mm -hmm. judging me and right. not getting the opportunities I would like. And I just want to say something, you know, people with physical differences, people can look at you and judge you, but you can be standing next to a pedophile and not realize it, or a soldier who fought for your freedom, for you to say what you want to say, whenever you want to say, he fought for your freedom, but people are judging him because his whole body is, you know, Burned. And so sometimes someone tell me, some people have told me, wow, you're very abrasive. And did it. well, you know, I went through a lot. And you find abrasive. What do you mean abrasive? You're making them face the truth. You're, you're, you know, you're, you have the you have the fortitude to do that. I mean, uh, you know, what do you mean? What do they when they're saying abrasive? Uh, like, because because you're you're facing them down and they don't they, they feel uncomfortable. What is well, well, I think sometimes I have a strong personality. I have a strong mind. That can intimidate people like, whoa, you know, she's very opinionated. She's very forward. Well, I've been on my own for several years, fighting my own battles alone. So, yeah, I am yep. going to have a little edge on my shoulder. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And you got to mm -hmm what you have in your plate and make the best of it. You are responsible for your own life and your own actions. Your upbringing is just, it, it, it's just what has happened to you. And it's your responsibility to decide who do I want to be? How can I overcome these obstacles to get where I want to be? There's people out there who make excuses. Oh, well, I was, poor or my mother was abusive to me or I didn't get these opportunities. Well, you know what? Like it's like the old saying, when there's a setback, that's that means there's gonna be more opportunities for you to come because you have more options mm -hmm. to make you stronger to move forward. Get it? Yeah, yeah. That's I, I could not agree with you more. You know, it's just that you know when you're faced with this adversity, what are you gonna do? Are you going to use it as an excuse? You're going to use it as a crutch or are you just going to grab the bull by the horns and, and throw it down? 
you know, uh, you know, this way, you know, this uh, emotional stability, um, you know, it's, it's critical to human survival mm-hmm. and, and for success. You have to have that emotional stability and that, that comes from your strength. Now, have you ever had to deal with any um, grieving periods in your life? Yes. I had uh, so many setbacks in my life. It's just, it's, it's not even funny. Like the pandemic was a setback and then I had to deal with. So yeah. How did you, how did you handle that? Like, you know, especially now I'm going to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. Are, do, you, do you, cause you said you're doing this on your own. So I would say, were you by yourself? Did you, and you had to go through this by yourself and lock down alone and dealing with all that kind of stuff. And so, it, you know, that, that's emotionally taxing because human beings are social, social beings. Mm-hmm. And for us to be sequestered like that is extremely difficult. So mm-hmm. how did you handle this? And this, that's like a, a, it could be also termed as a grieving period. So how did you handle this emotionally? You know, how'd you tap on your strength to get you through this? Well, you know, I think, again, my strength from God, I'm so used to, you know, being, being alone. I'm, I'm not alone, alone. I have a lot of friends. I'm very social. Mm-hmm. When I say alone, I mean, I'm independent. I live alone. I do a lot of things alone. So I'm pretty much okay with dealing things alone. Um, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time in nature. I take a lot of walks. Nature, you can see on the plants. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or <laughs> um, animals. I talk to animals. There's local neighborhood cats who I interact mm-hmm. with. And they're, they're amazing. Um, I have a lot of friends who I talk to on the phone or Skype mm-hmm. or interaction. So that's how I try to cope during that time in 2020. Mm-hmm. 2021 was more of an aftermath. That, the, right. I would say those were the toughest years of my life. It was very you, you know, yeah. you brought something up. I'm sorry, you You brought something up and you spoke to communing with nature and being out uh there there's a book called the aging brain and in that it's it's a great book so if you didn't read it definitely read it um and plus you know i'm getting older so you know i wanted to read it (laughs) but they speak to people needing to have some type of physical contact with nature you know, feeling the grass, feeling the dirt, walking in the woods, seeing animals, experiencing nature firsthand is extremely therapeutic, and you know, and 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 is a, a provides an emotional release for us because we're rooting with where we come from. Uh, you know, our, our bond with nature needs to be adhered to, um, and you know, it's funny that you bring that up as one of your, you know one of your goes go-tos for uh strength and for you know keeping your mindset the where it's at um you know it's funny because you know we're, we're, we are talking about the five pillars of strength and uh this one is emotional but you know the, the one thing is that i've noticed too is that you need to have some measure of all the five pillars in order to keep in order to keep a level mm-hmm. you know so uh that's that's something that you know people need to find a balance mm-hmm. with that and i mean you you're taking your emotional strength and you're using your emotional strength uh 
along with your spiritual strength. Because, you know, your connection with God, your connection with nature and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, do you do any type of um, – what do you do any type of working out, any training for that type yeah, of release? I was going to say that, um, you know, fitness is another part of me being very focused. I think that when you exercise, it's good for your mind. It, it, it's some, you know this. It's somehow yeah. – releases, you know, opens up your blood veins and it releases, you know. Yeah, it I, releases the endorphins. Yeah, you have endorphins and it also helps you uh, modulate your serotonin levels in your brain, mm -hmm. which uh, you know are, are great for your mood. Um, and, you know, that is, is it something that you do every day, every other day? I don't do it every other day since I'm transitioning to the office, working in the office. But my sleep pattern has been very wonky. I do work out, I would say, three days a week. And then I'm very active, like taking hikes, walking. So yeah. I'm trying to be as active as I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely part of your routine, definitely part of, yeah. uh, you know, your your strength, I'd say. Your emotional uh, and mental strength mm -hmm. through the uh, through all of your exercise, through your communication with nature and God. I mean, see now you're putting a couple of these things together too. If you're out hiking, you're accomplishing two goals: you're communing with nature, plus you're getting a workout in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you're this. I mean, this is why you know Central Park is in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps people with their mental as well as physical well-being mm -hmm. because we can't just you can't just be in a concrete jungle all the time you mm -hmm. have to enjoy nature on, on some level some aspect so absolutely so um now you have the uh lady bogey coming up mm -hmm. right? and um now the, so I, I would say the last one you did was the happy face movie yeah Happy Things. That's a feature film. But the film called Lady Bogey, that's the film I direct, that I directed, produced. I did everything. I casted my team. I hired wow. the production team. So it's basically my first short film. And wow. if things go well, I'm sure down the road, I would like to um, produce and direct a feature film. So, so this is your first crack at production and direction. I would cool. say officially yes. Before that, mm -hmm. there was a reel I did uh, called "Her." You can find it on YouTube. I wrote a script, but there's not much um, verbal dialogue. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if I sent that over to you, but I'll send it to you. No, I didn't. I, yeah, no, I didn't see that one. And and how long is that one about? That was about oh. seven minutes. It's. It's more of like a real, it's a message. So right. a lot of the work I do, I always like to add messages and symbols. Mm -hmm. And I want people to guess and try to figure out what does that mean? Because I want yeah. them to try to figure out what it means to them. Now, you, you, you know, you're not, you're not the only disabled actor uh, out there. I know you, you, you wanted to... Can you can you talk to us about some uh, some other people in film and directing that have had to face, you know, similar uh, hurdles and they've overcome them? 
Absolutely. There are quite a few professional actors. You know, there's a lot of controversy, uh, especially right now. And of course, I believe that there should be more diversity in film. However, when you look at the production, the casting, the process, it's very crucial when you're looking for a specific talent with training. Right who has training and who has to have that spark the audience will fall in love with. It's, yeah. it's tricky. Like I'm not judgmental. Like I, I, I respect the casting director's decision. I've been there myself. I mm -hmm. had to be fair with everyone, but I want to bring some things up that I notice that the media does not talk about often that there has always been actors with disabilities for many, many years, up to the 1920s. So wow. the one I can, there's a film called The One That Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack mm -hmm. Nicholson. There are, people, yep, there are a couple of actors. His name is Michael, um, I, I can't pronounce his name. I have a note here. Just bear with me. I know. No, no, no. than I am. So his name is Michael Berryman. And he was diagnosed with hypohydronic extradermal dyspalacia. Hey, that's pretty good. Close wow. to me. And it's a mouthful. Yes. And there's a man who plays the, who's an Indian Native American chief in that yes. film. He's also deaf and mute. And then another actor who's well known, who has a similar syndrome as I do, um, who was well known in the 80s, 90s. His name is Vincent Schiavelli. He was diagnosed with Mark Van syndrome. He was also mm -hmm. in the movie Ghost with um, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's been some control, uh, controversy, such as Skyscraper, where The Rock played a character with the amputee or the witches. Yes. So my opinion yeah. with the Skyscraper, I gotta be honest here, some people may not agree with me, but I'm very forward. You know, The Rock had a rough life. He earned his role, he worked his mm -hmm. way up. There's a lot of A-list actors who have been doing this for 20, 30 years, such right. as Christopher Waltz. He did not get his break until 30, 30 years by Quentin mm -hmm. Tarantino, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people say that, hey, we, we should only cast people with disabilities for these roles. Well, what, mm -hmm. what's the point of acting? Look at Daniel Day-Lewis in The Left Foot, or the right. very right. With Dustin Hoffman or the other yeah. with Juliet Lewis, phenomenal. I think yeah. we should still encourage casting actors who have disabilities or who don't. Everyone should have the opportunity to audition for the role. And I believe hard work and talent pays off. That is my opinion. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're big on meritocracy here at the uh, Master Fill in Your Corner podcast. You know, that's something that we, that we, you know, really espouse. And it's very refreshing to hear someone else echoing these sentiments. Mm -hmm. And you're coming from a totally different um, perspective than I am, yet we come to the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because at the end of the day, what do you have to have? You have to have a good product. 
You have to have the right fit. Like you said, you have to have that appeal. The, you know, the actor, actress, whatever, they have to bring the audience in. They have to tap in the emotionality of the audience in order for you to get your message across or in order for it you know, to be successful. So, you know, you're right. That meritocracy, that, that earning the position, you know, everyone, I believe everyone should have a fair shot. No one should ever be disbarred or, or, or you know, have no avenue, no matter what disability, gender, whatever, who cares? Just give everyone a fair shot. And if it happens to work out, great. But they earn that spot. And then also that person is going to know that they earned that spot. They just didn't get it because of a disability or because of this or because of that. You know, you can't go use these uh, intersectional checkboxes, right? I mean, you know, we have to get what, you know, get what you earned. Right. Yeah. You can. I mean, Phil, I, I hear you. You you always you know preaching <laughs> the truth every episode, and you can even probably go a step further as lo- like you could do and be whatever you like to do, and, and we talk about you know the police training stuff. As long as you're not hurting or right. interfering with someone else uh, and, and damaging someone else, then what? Then then do your thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, we you know we've had we've had so many interesting guests on, and you know you're you're up there at the top of them. You know, we get and, and it's it's uh it's. You know, it's it's great to bring all this information to our audience and and to the world, and uh, you know that's that's what our, that's what our goal is here. Uh, you know, Allison, it's it's been a, a distinct pleasure to to have you on. Do you have any uh, final words on your emotional strength for our for the audience out here? Yeah, absolutely. Please follow me on Instagram for updates, and I just want to let people know that make sure to take care of yourself spend time in nature and, you know, seek God. You know what? Those are some great words. Very simple, but you know, it's so simple that most people don't even adhere to it. How many times people say, oh gosh, I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the time for this. I don't have the time for that. You know, and and then before they know it, they're six feet under and uh, they didn't have time to live. You know, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Yep, absolutely. Well, again, thank you very much. And this was a great episode. We look forward to seeing Lady Bogey. Six months. I can't wait. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Great stuff, Phil. Yeah. yeah. That's the first pillar. I love it. There you go. First pillar strength done. Emotional strength. Absolutely. Does that that wrap up today's episode? That wraps up the episode. Awesome. Thank you guys for watching another episode of Master Phil in your corner. Strength and honor.